speaking of Round Rock Hyundai, happening now. A complete remodel inside and out. Exclusive customer lounge. Special Hyundai factory program vehicles like a new Santa Fe and Incentive. All backed by America's best warranty. 10-year, 100,000-mile powertrain limited warranty. Plus owner assurance. Based on total package of warranty programs. Terms and conditions available. See dealer for details. See dealer for limited warranty details. See you at Round Rock Hyundai. 2405 North I-35 and com. Hey, boss. What's got you so down today? We just lost another customer to Diamonds Direct. Guy's been with us for years. Went over there and, well, now he's in love with those people. I don't know what they do. Want me to go secret shop Diamonds Direct again, sir? Remind me what we learned the last time you did that. Well, uh, you know, they're, they're really good, sir. They got like 10 times the selection we have. They have those top designers that we're not allowed to carry. They're telling people the inside secrets on how to buy diamonds. They give free service on stuff like cleaning and sizing, the things you charge extra for. And they're nice people. Everybody's smiling over there. Okay, okay, stop. I know, I know. It's impossible to compete with Diamonds Direct. I mean, even my accountant just upgraded his wife's engagement ring there and got her a three carat. Wait a minute. I thought your brother was your accountant. He is. Are you getting all you deserve from your jeweler? You might be surprised. Maybe it's time to get the value, the selection, the quality, the education, and the service you deserve at Diamonds Direct. Get details, showroom hours, directions, and more at DiamondsDirect.com. Tenacious D and the Spicy Meatball Tour. This is just a Rightfully hailed as the greatest band on earth, Tenacious D are coming to you live. Friday, September 15th, Germania Insurance Amphitheater. On sale now at Ticketmaster.com. Don't miss Tenacious D, live in all their glory. You're listening to KTAEAM Elgin, K270CO Round Rock. We are the Horn. Guests on the horn appear courtesy of the Vaqueros Cafe and Cantina Hotline. Vaqueros now delivers and offers curbside pickup. For info on placing your lunch or dinner order, visit vaqueroscafe.com. Hook them up with E and Rod P. Brought to you by Bud Light on the Horn. We are brought to you by Bud Light. Remember, on Saturday, we'll be live at the Field House at the Crossover with our friends at Bud Light. Uh, great specials there. $18 for uh, buckets of uh, Bud Light. Five bucks. We've got five Bud Lights in a bucket. Also, the Michelob Ultras will be $16 for a pitcher. Or no, yeah, for a pitcher of Bud Light. That's a good deal. Good deal. And the Field House at the Crossover is going to be a phenomenal location to watch Texas and Alabama. And all the college football games this Saturday. We'll be out there with our pregame show and coverage starting at 3.30. We'll go all the way to about uh, 5.30, and then the game is at 6. Get yourself ready to go. And at uh, Fieldhouse at the Crossover with our friends at Bud Light. Great ready. location. And just great games. And we're previewing mm. the NFL here today. But, man, the games on Saturday, a lot of fun. Uh, A&M playing down at Miami. Good early test for both teams. And uh, you see where Jimbo Fisher's team in with Bobby Petrino. Uh, who, hey, you know, scoring some points down there in Aggieland. Yeah, they did, 52. Mm-hmm. 52 they last didn't score, week I don't think they scored that many points against an FBS team all last year. I don't think so either. Yeah, so I, I'm assuming Bobby Petrino's calling the plays because uh, the offense looks a little different. Well, At least they, they got they got up-tempo. Well, they have to be more up-tempo now. If he had that antiquated offense with these new rule changes, 
where the clock doesn't stop after every first down uh, unless they're in the last two minutes, man, they they wouldn't have they wouldn't have like six or seven possessions all game. Yeah, <laughs> that's right. Uh, that's a fun game. Obviously, Texas Tech looking to bounce back against Oregon after their loss at Wyoming. Mm, Oregon Bo uh, Nix looks good. Yeah, man. Man, uh, Pac-12 looks good. I really like that. Uh, Pac-12 is undefeated. Pac-12 has not lost a game yet. The Colorado-Nebraska game, what does Matt Rule have for Deion Sanders? That'll be a prime timer. Uh, at 11 a.m. You, you like that prime time? No, no, I see what you did there. You see what I did? Uh, that was nice. Yeah, 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 <laughs> yeah. Prime time at prime Colorado time. with a sellout crowd in Boulder for the first time in forever. I think we'll be on national TV think, for like you, five games in the first. You think two the months. students forgot where this football stadium was in Boulder? Feels like it, but uh, they'll be there this week. Oh no, they was partying in the streets yeah, out man. there in Boulder. I, I took a visit to Boulder. That was one of my schools I was going to go to. My I've been there. top five. Oh, it's beautiful. It's a beautiful place. It's gorgeous. Oh man, it's we went there for spring break one. Uh, one year Ooh. during college. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. um, hey, let's get to the headlines. Then we're talking all things NFL. Also, Longhorns, Alabama, and the college football weekend. Let's get the news. <laughs> Top Gun Equipment Rentals, bring them to you. We start with Texas football. Two days away now to that big game. Longhorns on a 7-2-1 and one record all time against Alabama. But Saturday's matchup will be the first meeting in Tuscaloosa between the two college football Blue Bloods since their first ever meeting back in 1902, 121 years ago. Crimson Tide haven't lost a game on that field since 2019. Bego to Nick Saban knows his team is in for a tough contest on Saturday night. Texas, you know, I think everybody knows Sark is a really good coach. They've got a really good team. They've got a veteran team returning with, you know, 10 starters on offense, six on defense. Really good skilled players on offense. Really good quarterback. Can throw the ball effectively. They make a lot of explosive plays. You know, Worthy's an outstanding receiver. They've got good running backs. They've got a really good tight end. Uh, they're very good on defense. They play really good up front, physical. They played extremely well in the first game. They were excellent on special teams. So uh, this is a really good team all the way around, and it's going to be an opportunity for our team to sort of, you know, where are we as a team? Number 11 against number 3 kicks at 6 6 p.m. on Saturday evening. Our pregame coverage, we mentioned, goes live at 3.30 on Saturday afternoon here on the Horn. Big recruiting win for the Longhorns yesterday up at Allen High School in the Metroplex. Four-star defensive end Zena Ume Ozulu uh, committed to Texas, further bolstering a defensive line class that now sits at five members. The 6'4", 225-pounder is the younger brother of current Texas offensive lineman Nato. He picked the Longhorns over Oklahoma and Texas A&M after making official visits to all three schools in June. Yesterday here on Ian Rod B., Jerry Hamilton, the recruiting insider from inside Texas, joined us and provided a scouting report. He's got that tall 6'4 and a half. He's about 225 right now. That 83-inch type of wingspan, those really long arms, that frame that's going to take some time to develop, right, guys? Mm-hmm. But he's got twitch. He's got quick feet. Um, he's playing some middle linebacker this year for Allen out of necessity, uh, which also speaks to what the kid will do to help him try to win football games because that definitely sets his development as an edge back a little bit. But he's a guy that down the line, as he adds more weight and strength to that frame, and he learns pass-rush technique uh, with those long arms in that frame, he has a chance to be a quality player. NFL regular season kicks off tonight in Kansas City. Uh, plenty of questions for Kansas City. Star defensive tackle Chris Jones still in a contract holdout. Uh, the all-pro tight end Travis Kelsey suffered that hyperextended knee in practice on Tuesday. He will be tested today, and it'll be a game-time decision. The Rams have announced they will not have Cooper Cup in their lineup on Sunday in, in Seattle. Los Angeles uh, head coach Sean McVay said they've ruled out the wide receiver for week one and haven't ruled out placing Cup on the injured reserve because of his ongoing hamstring injury. The team has not decided that just yet. As we mentioned, the holdout is over for 
for Nick Bosa. He has signed a mega deal with the 49ers. Major League Baseball last night. The Astros continued their domination of the Go Rangers. Through. They finished it off with a 12-3 beatdown of Texas. They outscored the Rangers 39-10 in the three-game series. Hit 16 home runs, five more last night. Astros now lead the AOS by a game over the Mariners, three up on Texas, who trailed Toronto by a half game for the final wild card spot in the American League. Round Rock lost at El Paso, 8-6. Corn headlines brought to you by Top Gun Rentals and Lawn Equipment. The heat's made us crazy. Get up to $100 off select steel backpack blowers and employee pricing on all zero-turn mowers in stock this month at Top Gun. TopGun.net. We'll shoot you straight. NFL starts tonight. Detroit Lions facing Patrick Mahomes and the Kansas City Chiefs. We're not sure if Travis Kelsey's going to play. Um, I wonder if that um, over-under has dropped because I believe it was our 55. Yeah, the Chiefs are favored by five points. In the game tonight. Okay. Uh, over, under. I think they had that. Well, I don't know. It was at 55 at one point, which was historic. It was a. 53 and a half. So, okay. It dropped a little bit, which makes it. If Kelsey's not going to play, you, you expect fewer points to be scored. 53 and a half is the number. Okay. Yeah. Now, last time they played, it was 34 to 30 was the final. That was it. They got, I mean. <laughs> the, Chiefs, the Lions can score points. The now. Lions can score points and the Chiefs can score points. The Chief, How about this? The Chiefs in their openers, 38. And with Patrick Mahomes as a starting quarterback, so go all the way back to 2018. Uh, 38, 40, 34, 33, 44. They averaged 37.8 points per game in the opener. Yeah, well, that's Andy Reid, right? <laughs> I mean, yeah, he's got all offseason. Yeah, we know bad. his record coming off bye weeks, you know, yeah. during the season. You give him all offseason to get ready for oh, a team. How about this? You'll love this. Zero interceptions, 19 touchdowns. 19 total touchdowns, zero interceptions or fumbles. From Patrick Mahomes. Matter of fact, the team only has one turnover in those five games. Juju Smith-Schuster had a fumble in one of them games. Yeah, man. And that was about it. Yeah. By the way, terrible news out in L.A. for Cooper Cup. Uh, That's why people have been avoiding him in fantasy drafts. But Cooper Cup, he's going to see a specialist for his hamstring. You never like to hear that. That's not good. And now you're hearing Sean McVay admit the team's considering putting him on IR, which would shut him down for the the start of the season. So Cooper Cup starts on IR. Oh, you know what? They might just need to tank it. They yeah. not need to tank it. We might need a download tank team. Might be the Rams. Well, then you may have two teams in that division. And you tanking. know Caleb Williams is like, hey, you know he's our, Caleb Williams' daddy is already hinting he may not want to play for Arizona. Y'all heard that little news? Y'all saw that little nugget? His dad's already out there putting it out there like, ah, hey, he, we'll may, come back to he may come back to school. He's if got he, more if eligibility. Team, yeah. And he's making good money here on the NIL. Exactly. <laughs> if, the, if the team's not the right team, the right fit, we may come back to USC. Oh, that's going to become a conversation. Exactly. Arizona Leverage. Cardinals may not be the right team, but you know who will be? Sean McVay and the L.A. Rams. Baby, keep them on. Hey, woo! Yeah, they have issues there. I think Sean McVay and the Rams might be tanking, guys. Talk about a down low tank job. They would be perfect for it. All you got to do, you got to think, what you going to do with Aaron Donald? Are you going to trade Aaron Donald, or are you going to shut him down with every injury, every little nick that he gets? Oh, what the Rams you even have elbow a, shut down? Do the Rams even have a first round pick? Uh, this coming year, I'll look at that here hey, coming up. You know what you can do? Trade Aaron Donald and get one. <laughs> yeah, you could. You could. Oh, you'll get several for Aaron Donald. Boom. Matt Stafford's available. Tank, baby. Come on, Sean McVay. That's tank, baby. What do you say? F them picks? Yeah. Not, not this time. <laughs> if they have it. <laughs> hey, let's uh, let's get into some NFL. We're going to go uh, and talk some Texas football coming up. You just heard Nick Saban mm-hmm. saying Texas is really good, really good, really good in a lot of places. But uh should be a good game on Saturday. But let's do NFL. The NFL season opening. Got to put our, our money where our mouth is here. Make our predictions. If you missed our last hour, we predicted the AFC West and South. We have all taken the Chiefs and the Jaguars. Those are the two easy picks. Easy picks. Yeah. 
Chiefs have won seven straight divisions. Jaguars are the up-and-comer and maybe a, a real uh, contender in the AFC with Trevor Lawrence in year three. But let's dive in to the, the – we'll finish off the AFC here, Ron, with the AFC North and the AFC East. You want to start in the North or the East here? Where are we, what are we, what are we uh, feeling? We can start in the East. We can start in the East. Nothing wrong with that. All right, AFC mm-hmm. East, I guess the most intriguing is... division, if not the most competitive, most intriguing. Oh, there, you go. there you go. All right, nope. this is where the Buffalo Bills Oh, the Bills. Have okay. Rained. I'm thinking the Bills are going to regress. I'm sorry. I'm pretty... Are you? Yeah, I'm, I'm not saying. It's like Nick Saban's regression that okay. everybody's expecting this year. We're basically saying he's going to lose, you know, one or two more games than, than they have won. That's all. Um, but I, I think Buffalo, I'll give you a stat about this, right? Buffalo, no team in NFL history has started the same quarterback under the same head coach for more than five years and seen that duo win its first Super Bowl championship. 2023 is the sixth year for Josh Allen and Sean McDermott. Yep, and now's the year. I think this is when the regression starts, man. This is when it starts, in my opinion. Well, I mean, they were right there last year. Remember, this this was the 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 consensus pick to win the Super Bowl last year. At this time, mm-hmm. they were everybody's pick. And remember, they were playing good football, and then Von Miller got hurt. Remember, they were yep. their defense was was playing at a, at a high level. Von Miller, who they brought in from the Rams, you know, gave him that big contract. They were getting the pass rush they were looking for out of him, That's and it was com- yep. and, and then he got hurt. Yep, uh, I think it was November last year he got hurt. And all of a sudden, their defense didn't couldn't generate a pass rush. Josh Allen started to turn the ball over. You know, we talked about Dak Prescott's turnovers last year. Josh Allen became quite the turnover machine last yes, year. Yes, he did. And speaking of the word regression, I think Brian Dayball going to the Giants and kind of bringing Daniel Jones along. I think you. I think Josh Allen missed having Brian Dayball uh, with his thumb on top of him no and helping question. him develop. Uh, it wasn't the same for Josh Allen last year. He was still good, but not the. The spectacular, like we saw two years ago, and then in that division you have Miami, New England, and the Jets. Right, the Jets now have Aaron Rodgers. They're one of the big stories of all of pro football. Which one of those teams, Rod? Do you, so, if you think Buffalo is regressing, which team is rising? Miami. The Miami Dolphins. is my team that's rising. Yeah, are they going to win the division? It, I, I haven't won the division. I love what they did on defense, getting Vic Fangio, Jalen Ramsey. He's got injuries to start the season, but he'll be okay for their playoff run. Uh, so I love what they did on on the defensive side of the ball to upgrade. But offensively, they didn't need to do anything except for make sure Tua learns how to fall right, which he did by the way. Now he's like tucking his chin. So him studying, you know, martial arts or whatever he did, hopefully it works. But if Tua's out there, I'll give you stats from last year, guys. With Tua, Tua stats from last year, he had the highest passer rating on twenty plus yard throws, one twenty five point nine. Number one in yards per attempt, number two in first down rate, number two in uh, you will look at number three in touchdown percentage, number four in red zone success rate, uh, number five. I mean, he was all these. I mean, I can give you more stats, but when he played and was healthy. And you know, not what they say is healthy. Uh, they were one of the best offenses in the league, and still were. I still think may have the most explosive, explosive wide receiver duo in the league potentially with Tyreek Hill and Jalen Waddle. I'll take Miami. I'm, I am banking on Tua staying healthy, but I'll, I'll take Miami. I'm going to take Buffalo. I think Buffalo okay. sticks. I think they're going to 
be improved. It's going to be very, very close. And I think Miami will be there. Of course, they got a playoff game that they played head-to-head last year. Yeah, and Miami almost beat them with a third-string quarterback. Third-string quarterback. And that was a game in which Josh Allen kept turning the ball over and keeping the Dolphins in the game. Yeah, without a Vic Fangio defense, I'll take the Dolphins. I'm going to lean Buffalo here. I think they still control that division. I think Josh Allen has a bounce-back year. And a name to watch in Buffalo for me is Dalton Kincaid, the first-round pick out of Utah. That's true. Getting a tight end that can kind of bring a Travis Kelsey kind of feel to him to go with Stephon Diggs and Gabe Davis on the outside. They need to run the ball. Uh, they brought in Damian Williams from the Patriots. They've got uh, James Cook, Dalvin Cook's brother, kid out of Georgia. Can he bring a running game to them? I'm going to stick with Buffalo. I think Miami's close. And I think the Jets are going to push for third place. I think I think Aaron Rodgers is going to have a huge impact on the New York Jets, his leadership. Their offensive line is their question. There is no question on their defense. Jets are the most intriguing team in the AFC, in my opinion, based the on New Aaron Rodgers. Yeah. And New England's going to be in last place. Um, I don't know. I wouldn't sleep on New England. Getting Bill O'Brien as the offensive coordinator is going to make a huge difference. Think about it. Last year, they were 26th in total offense, 28th in first downs, 27th in third downs, 32nd in red zone TDs. But Awful. defensively, they, they they were second behind the Cowboys in takeaways. I mean, they took away the football. Defensively, Bill Belichick still doing his thing. Offensively, you know, he just can't really figure it out. Make, let Matt Patricia, right, a defensive coach, coach your offense, probably a bad idea. I think so, I think if New England were in a different division, I think I just think that division's uh, too tough. No, it is tough, but I'm just saying you saying they're gonna finish last. I don't know because the Jets still ain't got an offensive line. They they got offensive line issues, so I, that's what I worry about with with the Jets a little bit. It's like man. Those offensive line issues, Aaron Rodgers, he may not be able to get the football to Garrett Wilson if they don't solve those problems. I'm just saying, I'm just saying don't think New England is going to be just a pushover. So. No, I think that, they'll be pushing for, for you know, 500, I think. Yeah. But I don't think – I think somebody's got to finish last out of each division, right? No, I, I just agree. think they're going to be yeah. uh, you know, kind of a 7-9, and 8-8 nine, eight and eight kind of team down there, uh, or 7-10 and 10, uh, with New England. So I've got, I got Buffalo, you got Miami. Ty, who are you taking in the East? I'm gonna take the Jets. Oh, I think they. I think they lose bad week one. Aaron Rodgers never shows out week one. He, I think he throws a few interceptions, but they, at the end of the day, I think that we, defense uh, will win them some championships. Win them a division. This year. It is a top five defense. Consensus in the AFC South and West. No consensus at all. Uh, I've got Buffalo. Rod's got Miami. Ty's got the Jets. AFC North. Yeah. AFC North guys is also a very intriguing division where you could really pick any of them. Who are you bullish on here, Rod, in the AFC North? Baltimore, Cincinnati, Cleveland, or Pittsburgh? Mm, man, I, this is a tough one because I really want to pick Baltimore. I do. But and, and they're going to smash Houston in week one, by the way. They are going to smash Houston. I'll, get I'll, ready for that. Yeah, I'll go with Cincinnati because I love them adding um, Orlando Brown. Yes. Uh, so I think they, they've, been, they've been trying to fix the O-line for the last two years. So I'll give them credit. They haven't totally fixed it, but I think adding a stable piece uh, like Orlando Brown, I think that's going to help a lot. So I like that move by Cincinnati. And Joe Burrow says he's ready to go, and he's healthy. And they have the best wide-receiving trio in the NFL, and now you give them an offensive line. Nobody uh, was more pass-happy on uh, early downs than the Cincinnati Bengals. They want to throw it early and often. Why wouldn't you if you had that receiving course? So I'll take Cincinnati, but, man, I'm telling you, Todd Munkin being added as the offensive coordinator for the Ravens and now Lamar Jackson with a wide receiving core. I mean, this guy was a unanimous, unanimous MVP with 
I don't know, he had Willie Sneed and Miles Boykin and Chris <laughs> yes. Moore to, to throw the football to, right? Marquise Brown. And now he's got Odell Beckham Jr., Rashad Bateman, Zay Flowers, Nelson Aguilar, uh, Devin DuVernay on there too. Last time Todd Munkin was uh, an offensive coordinator in the NFL was with uh, Tampa Bay. Um, remember that was Jameis Winston and Ryan Fitzpatrick. That offense averaged 320, over 320 passing yards per game. It was the, how about this? It was the fifth most passing yards per game in NFL history. And it was the sixth fastest offense in seconds per snap in the NFL. That offense is going to be up-tempo, and it's going to be a spread offense. Not all of these uh, power personnel packages with one wide receiver on the field. No, you're going to get three, four wide receivers on the field at one time. Essentially the nightmare for the NFL. They may be going empty formation with Lamar Jackson as the sole running threat. I mean, just nightmare fuel. So I love what the Ravens are doing. They're going to be a playoff team. I just don't know if they're going to be able to win the division. Well, and the, you know the Bengals went twelve and four last year, and they got off to a slow start because yep. Joe Burrow was coming. Remember, they lost to the Cowboys early last year. Joe mm-hmm. Burrow was coming off that appendectomy, and didn't get to play. And, and Burrow has said he's healthier this year, even though he didn't. You got hurt back in early part of camp with that calf injury. Uh, Burrow says he was able to work out. He was able to stay in good mm-hmm. shape. Uh, yep. He just had to get that calf healthy. Whereas last year with the appendectomy, and the year before, he was coming off that major knee injury. He feels like he's as sharp as he's been. They they went twelve and four a year ago. Even with a slow start, I agree with you. Ravens still won 10 games last year, Ron. I know. Even with all the injuries exactly. and the Lamar Jackson problem, John Harbaugh can flat coach. He can flat out coach. And their man. team wins. Uh, I, agree. I mean, that that is a coin flip for me. I'm right there with you. And I think Pittsburgh's going to be improved with Kenny Pickett, an emergence of a guy in George Pickens, who I think with Deontay Johnson gives them a really good combination. Kenny Pickett's had a really good offseason, really good training camp uh, and, and, and preseason. Uh, and then there's the Browns. Who we were talking about intriguing oh, wild card team. Yeah, what if they are Deshaun Watson is back to close to what he was? I mean, oh. I mean that's Amari Cooper. That's a, Elijah uh, uh, Elijah Moore on the outside. That's a David Njoku at tight end. That's a good offensive line. That's Nick Chubb at running back. Chubb. That defense. The Browns are an intriguing team. I mean, and if Deshaun Watson is close to what he was, Rod, they're going to be a major factor. And the reason that um, he is saying what he was because he's a Tex- Texans fan, a quasi Texans fan. And for those who don't remember. Um, that season, was it 2020? Yes. It was 2020, right? Because he missed the 2021, and then he missed the 2020, well, some of the uh, 2022 season as well. But when he um, had his last season that he was playing for the Texans, essentially, before he decided to boycott the team, he had. I'll give you a stat for you. Only four quarterbacks in NFL history had a season where they finished with more than 4,500 passing yards, more than 30 touchdowns, fewer than 10 interceptions, and an average of 8.5 yards per attempt. It was Peyton Manning in 04, Aaron Rodgers in 2011, and Matt Ryan in 2016, and then Deshaun Watson in 2020. All three of those other quarterbacks other than Deshaun Watson not only won double-digit games, 12, 15, and 11, they all won MVP. That year that they achieved that statistic. Um, and Deshaun Watson is the only one who not only didn't win MVP, but his team had a 4-12 and record. Yeah. He, basically, it is the greatest performance for an NFL quarterback on a team with a losing record. 
Yeah, that was of the all year. Time. <laughs> in 20, 2019 is the year Texans fans remember they had the 24 to nothing lead at Kansas City oh. and let it get away, and they end up losing by by big numbers, and that was the beginning. That was I, the slide. I picked them to win that game, too. I was feeling good at that 12. Well, I, I was did, feeling like a genius. I did, actually. too. I did, too. <laughs> and, and, they beat the murder that year. And as a, as they a, beat as you say, quasi-Texans fan, you're, you're trying to root for them. They felt like this was a team on the rise. Uh, they were on the road against Patrick Mahomes, up twenty-four nothing with Deshaun Watson. This was JJ Watt was there, and you're like, mm-hmm. okay, this team's about to, t- to t- hit their window, and that began the collapse. And now here we are, still in 2023, and they're still trying to, to climb back out of that. Uh, but so, who are we taking in the division? Is it Bengals? I'm, you're going Bengals. I'm going Cincinnati. You know what? I'm going to take Baltimore. Run. Go ahead, bro. I'm going to take Baltimore because I'm, I'm reminded and looking at my notes that they went ten and seven a year ago with all the issues and mm-hmm. Lamar Jackson's injury. I think they're healthy at running back with J.K. Dobbins. You mentioned all the receivers. Gus, Gus uh, Edwards is back at running back. Mm-hmm. Remember last year during the year they traded for Roquan Smith, the linebacker from the Bears, to anchor Ooh, the middle of their defense. That's a good point. I like the Ravens. I like the Ravens. But do they have the secondary to deal with the Bengals becomes the question. they got to play the Bengals twice. And as you said, T. Higgins. Nobody Jamar really Chase. does, though. I mean, that's, Nobody right? does. Nobody really has a secondary to deal with all those guys. But um, I'm with you. I, I, I think, like I said, I – I, I toiled over this one. I really did. I Me thought, too. I think, I, I think the Eagles either way. I'm with you. I think it's a coin flip. And Nick Chubb, too. We, we were talking about the Browns. And he's there by himself now. No Kareem Hunt there. He's no, kind of yes. a lead dog. Exactly. And nobody knows how good Nick Chubb is because nobody watches the Browns. They're, it's just great. that simple. you got to be a hardest, fantasy person I to I think know. he's the hardest running back to tackle in the league not named Derrick Henry. No, no doubt. I, I'm with you on that. How about that? I'll give you a Nick Chubb stat because it's a good one. Um, if you look throughout NFL history there – are only 129 instances of a running back averaging five over five five at least five yards per carry on 190 plus carries. Uh, the only running backs with more than three such seasons in their career: Jim Brown, Barry Sanders, Jamal Charles, and Nick freaking Chubb. And so if Deshaun Watson is back, well, look out. I mean, this right? division is a coin flip. Yeah. You could have three playoff teams out of that division. I really believe that. Uh, Ty, who you got in the AFC North? Going with the Browns. Most talented Ooh, roster in the division. Oh. I like Ty's picks. He's got the Jets and the Browns. Ty, I love Ty also, willing to go out there on that limb. I like that. I'll give it to you now. One of my picks of the weekend is Browns over the, the Bengals week one. Ooh. Cincinnati doesn't ever – they don't really play well versus they the don't, Browns. And they don't, start, they don't start really well either. That's, that's one of those things all right. stuck in my head. All right, so there is the AFC. Okay. We consensus uh, all of us in the AFC South Ohio and West. battle. AFC East and North, all disagreement on who's going to win those divisions. Coming up, we're going to take great. a timeout, and we come back, Rod. We're going all in on the Cowboys division, the NFC East, and we'll do the NFC North where the Minnesota Vikings are the reigning champions, but the Lions and the Vikings and the Bears uh, and the Packers are all coming for them. We'll talk about those divisions coming next. That's our NFL preview on this Thursday here on Ian Rod B. One, two, three, and. So take me down the road, that's a little bit winding. Austin, Texas To a place they still put sugar in their eyes Where the women are fine and the love is fair. Yeah, driver, you can drive me off anyway. Ian Rod B on a Thursday. That's another uh, track off that new Zach Bryan album that's selling all the uh, all the copies or whatever, the downloads. That's one of those duets. He did that duet there, Rod, with a guy from Warren Treaty named uh, Michael Trotter Jr. Good good tune. Nice, yeah. Nice selection there, Ty. Good job there, Ty. Yeah, that Expanding album, Expanding Horizons. Is, what did we tell you yesterday? All 16 tracks. On the new Zach Bryan album, we're in the top 50 on the Billboard chart. 
including that one and the the, uh, the duet he did with Casey Musgroves, which is really a good song. Uh, the Lumineers song is really good. It's a, it's a good album, good album, obviously. And that Michael Trotter Jr. Uh, War and Treaty that's a that's a good group too. Uh, he's so popular, but he's doing a good job of like featuring some un- unknown artists mm-hmm. in Nashville where he lives, which oh, is yeah. pretty cool. So, uh, all right. So somebody asked, said, "Hey, E." Rod, how do you say that the uh, Ravens are going to crush the Texans? Because we watch them. Well, let me just say this. I, look, I, I was somewhat optimistic about the Texans because I thought their offensive line was going to be a strength and they have a rookie quarterback to be able to run the ball and bring him along. The preseason could have gone worse for the Texans, Rod. Mm-hmm. It did. Kenyon Green is out for the year at left guard. Yeah, all that investment in the O-line. That's basically all they did this offseason was sign all their O-linemen. <laughs> and because they wanted to you know, help a young quarterback yeah. come along. And D'Amico Ryans obviously saw what, what San Francisco's been built on lines of scrimmage while he's there, mm-hmm. right? And he knows that's how you win games. Uh, and, gosh, I mean, Kenyon Green out for the season again. Juice Scruggs, who they put in the second round out of Penn State to be their starting center. He had won that job. Yep. He's out the first four games with a hamstring. And now Titus Howard, who they just signed to the big contract, their right tackle, he hurt his hand early in training camp. They thought he'd be back for the start of the season. They went in and looked at it after they took the cast off rod, and he had to have surgery. So now he's out four to six he's weeks. Out he's out four to six weeks. So you're going into Baltimore with a mm. rookie quarterback and missing three starting offensive linemen. That is not optimal. No. Yeah, especially in Baltimore's a really aggressive defense. Too. At least they and have a tough been. place to play at MT Bank Stadium. And they nobody knows how that offense actually is going to look. Lamar Jackson didn't play in the preseason. You can you know project and how you think it's going to look, but I think they're going to try to make a statement with that offense. And unfortunately, I think it's going to be made at the expense of the Texans. D'Amico will have a good game plan, but D'Amico doesn't have a lot of sample size to work with. He just, he can look at Todd Munkin's offense when he last played in the NFL, Todd Munkin's offense at Georgia, and then look at Lamar Jackson. But it's going to look totally different when you Agreed. fuse those two pieces, those two elements together. Yeah, the quarterbacks in that division uh, when you got Joe Burrow and Lamar Ooh. Jackson, Deshaun Watson, man, uh, now Kenny Pickett in Pittsburgh. Uh, I've got Baltimore winning the division. Rod has Cincinnati. Ty has Cleveland. All right. Uh, by the way, for folks saying, "Hey, where's the Alabama Texas talk?" We'll have that coming up top of the next hour. We're going to talk to Travis Ryer, who covers Alabama. Uh, on the daily. So we'll get the update on their injury situation. How good is this? He's been, and by the way, Travis has covered the, the Crimson Tide for a long time. Uh, we'll ask him where this team ranks in his mind on uh, uh, for Nick Saban's best and how close is it uh, there. So we'll have that coming up after the top of the next hour. But today is the start of the NFL season. So we're talking all things NFL and making our predictions. We're through with the AFC and our predictions. We all went Jacksonville and Kansas City in the AFC South and West. Different opinions on the North and the East. Uh, let's devote this segment here, Rod, to the Cowboys and let's the Cowboys division, the NFC East. Last year, the Philadelphia Eagles broke out and went 14-3 and and won the division, uh, took it away from the Cowboys, 14-3. and They outscored their opponents by 133 points last year, Rod. They scored 477. Um, they were dynamic, and uh, uh, the Cowboys went 12-5, and though. And also had a great offense last year. They're right there. Giants went nine seven and one. Commanders were eight eight and one. Uh, what do we make of the NFC East this year? Is it still the Eagles soaring, or is this the Cowboys year? Yeah, I wonder. Last repeat NFC East champion was oh three oh four Eagles. So it hadn't happened in a long time where a team's been able to repeat uh, as division winners in the NFC East. I'll say this about the Eagles. Just throwing it out there. Uh, they're the sixth team to make a Super Bowl and lose both coordinators. Lost Jonathan Gannon and Shane Steichen. That's good because shows you had a lot of success. Teams want to poach your coaches. Uh, but the if you look at it, they're the sixth team to lose both of their coordinators and the ensuing offseason, and none of those teams return to the Super Bowl. Yeah. 
that none of those teams got back. They're the third. You mean the motivator, Jonathan Gannon in Arizona? <laughs> yeah, right. His, his speeches are awesome. <laughs> How'd you guys get it? You took the bus? I want killers. (laughs) Took the bus. What's going on there? Um, (laughs) Yeah, he's definitely no. Robert Sala's pretty motivational. He did a good job. He's not Dion. He's not Dion. There you go. Um, He said he said they're they're the third team to lose both coordinators to head coaching jobs, um, and no NFC team. How about this? That has lost a Super Bowl has returned uh, the following season since the uh, 1974 Minnesota Vikings. Yeah, I mean, it's, it's tough to do. But but here's the thing. If you go look at the numbers, Rod, the Eagles and the Cowboys were so close last year. I mentioned that the Eagles you know, scored a 477 points. The Cowboys scored 467 points, right? And they scored they, their defense has allowed two points different last year. You know what was different about the Eagles and Cowboys last year? Was the Eagles on the road. The Eagles went 7-1 and one on the road last mm-hmm. year. They were 7-2 and two at home, 7-1 and one on the road. Cowboys were 4-4 four and four on the road last season. There was a loss at Green Bay that they shouldn't have lost. Uh, where Dak Prescott threw two picks. They were the better team in that game. Green Bay was not good last year, and the Cowboys lost that game. There were a couple of those road games, and to me that's going to be the decider for the Cowboys. Can they go on the road and win games this year, starting with the New York Giants on Sunday? Which is weird because typically Dallas is better on the road than they are at home. Yeah, they went 8-1 at home last year. And so and they defended home turf. And, and, you know, this I'm going to lean Eagles. I'm going to lean Eagles. And I'm worried about the Cowboys on Sunday against the Giants. Did Brian Dayball with the whole whole offseason to get ready for this game on on his field with a healthy team? Uh, can the Cowboys win that game? They got to win on the road. They got to be better away from from Cowboys. The, the Giants haven't beaten the Cowboys in like seven I years. Know. I yeah. get it. But yeah. Both, both no, games Dak, were close last year. Dak is what twenty seven and seven versus the NFC East in his yeah. career. I mean, Dak's really good versus the NFC East. Now he's got to stay healthy. Not going to win. Um, but he's he, he I don't say he owns the division, but he's got a really high success rate in the division. But to your point about Brian Dayball and the Giants, I'll give you a stat about the Giants, and it shows you how good of a coach Brian Dayball is. They had a top 10 offensive line in the NFL last season. Even though they led the NFL in O-line combinations, they had 20 different offensive line uh, combinations um, that played at least uh, five snaps and no combo played more than 40% of the snaps. Do you know how tough it is to have different offensive linemen uh, without having the continuity and chemistry together? All throughout the season, usually those guys have like a hive mind. You want all of them thinking the same things, looking uh, at the se- basically seeing the same things, everybody on the same page. And he had more offensive line turnover and uh, had more inconsistency on the old line and combinations than any other team. And yet they still are a playoff team. That yeah. did not affect Daniel Jones' development or Saquon Barkley running for over 1,000 yards. Well, a playoff team and won the playoff game in Minnesota yeah. before Pulling losing upset. by getting crushed by the Eagles in the in the, in the second playoff game. Uh, but, yes, I mean, that's this division is really good. And, I, you know, if, if Sam Howell is what people think he's, you know, he's had a really good camp in, in Washington for Ron Rivera, now Eric Bieniemy calling the plays with Washington – um, you know, they've, they've, they've got Jahan Dotson and Terry McLaurin. They think they're going to be better on offense with, with Eric Bieniemy in charge. Their defense, you know, they've, they've got a top-five defensive line in this league, Rod. They're going to be a problem for everybody in that division up front mm. in Washington. Uh, so the division's really good. The division's it really tough. Good division. Yeah, And, and you know, a lot of people think the Eagles may have even improved this offseason uh, with their acquisitions. We'll yeah. see. We'll they see. definitely did in the draft. They got, took, they all, got, took all they, the Georgia players. <laughs> took the Georgia defensive front. They were like, we like those guys. They play well together. Let's get them all. 
but yeah, I mean, I, I think the, the Giants could regress a little. I'll give you a number about the Giants that concerns me. Sure. And it kind of shows you that Brian Dable, he just finds a way to win he's games. He's a problem solver, as you call it. Yeah. He's a problem solver. They win, they win ugly, but he, they, they got a lot of different ways they can win. Offensively, they, they have the lowest turnover rate in the NFL, so that helps too. They don't beat themselves. Uh, but they had four, only 43 plays of 20-plus yards. That was last in the NFL. As a matter of fact, their 28 completions of 20-plus yards was the lowest in the NFL and the fewest in the last 10 years in the NFL. Crazy. Like they, That's Daniel Jones. He's got to take a step if they're going to compete in that division. I don't Agreed. think he will. I, I tend to think there's a regression. I do worry a little bit for the Cowboys on Sunday night, at night in New Jersey, Again, you know, all the time to prepare for this game. But what we don't know with the Cowboys is what's this offense going to look like? What is the Texas Coast offense? What is Dak Prescott? Texas Coast. Texas Coast that they've come with, or come up with or whatever they call it now. Uh, Tony Pollard, is he ready to be a star? Is he ready to be the lead back and carry this, this running game? Um, Mike McCarthy now calling the plays. We know, I think we can sit here on a, on a Thursday and say the defense is going to be elite, right? The defense and Micah Parsons, they're going to be really, really good. Uh, but where is the offense? Uh, where is... You know, how, how big is Brandon Cooks as an addition? Uh, how healthy is the offensive line, right? You've got uh, Titus and Tyler Smith dealing with a hamstring. You, you just signed Terrence Steele to the big deal. Zach, Zach Martin got his holdout taken care of. He's got a new contract. Uh, really looking forward to seeing the Cowboys and what that looks like with Mike McCarthy now empowered to call the plays. No Kellen Moore. Uh, but more, more power to Dak Prescott. What does that look like on Sunday night? Looks I mean, like you walking to Dallas. <laughs> Cowboys are 0 3 to start the season, though, in the last three season openers. I don't know what that is. That's weird. I'll read you a couple of Dak stats that worry me. Um, these are these are career career record like win loss record numbers in certain situations. Uh, Dak when he attempts 30 plus passes, 32 and 31. That's why they want to run the ball more. Dak throws at least one interception. He is 13 and 14. Ooh. Uh, Dak throws more than one interception. They're six and twelve. Dak versus teams with winning records, nineteen and seventeen. Versus teams with five hundred record, uh, he is twelve and nine. Uh, by the way, thirty and nine versus teams who are under five hundred or with a losing record. Um, and he, Dak, when sacked more than once, twenty-seven and twenty-five. Got to get the O line right. And Dak in January is one and three. One and three. Those are the numbers that worry me about that. Oh, versus the AFC, whenever he gets a chance to play the AFC, and it doesn't happen very often. Want it to happen more, especially in the postseason. You want it to happen. Uh, Dak versus the AFC, thirteen and thirteen. Ooh, not great versus the AFC either. Um, so that you can see why they want to change from being a Dak centric offense to being an offense that now has a it has is multifaceted. And can beat you in a lot of different ways. Well, and that's the question, right? A couple of years ago, they had Amari Cooper and uh, and Zeke at their you know in their peak, and this offense had weapons and Cooper and then a young CD Lamb. Now the question is CD Lamb with Brandon Cooks and Michael Gallup. How dynamic is that? Mm-hmm. No more Dalton Schultz. Now it's Jake Ferguson. Uh, what about Tony Pollard? All a lot of questions. No question on defense. They're going to be a, a top five, top, top three unit in mm-hmm. the league. Micah Parsons is very happy today after seeing what Nick Boza signed for with the 49ers. He did, he did a little cartwheel when he saw that. But, all right, let's put it on the line. Who are we taking to win the AFC East? I'll go first. I'm taking Philadelphia. I'm taking the Eagles, and here's why. The one thing I know about Jalen Hurts, Rod, from his time at, at Channel View High School to Alabama and now into the pros, he has got a, a Tom Brady-like focus on the game. 
He's got a, a will to be better. He's got a passion to be better day by day and a competitive streak that I think people are talking about him regressing. I don't buy it. I think Jalen Hurts gets better this year. I think he, he he's one of those guys that, 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 that is obsessed about the game of football and his participation in it, kind of like Micah Parsons is on the defense for the Cowboys. Mm-hmm. I think Jalen Hurts and the Eagles win the division again. Yeah, and I actually love their offensive coordinator hire a promotion. He was already in the uh, within the organization, Brian Johnson. He was promoted from quarterbacks coach to OC. That's going to be a good move for them. I actually was hoping that the Cowboys would hire him as their OC when they uh, when Kellen Moore and the Cowboys parted ways with one another. I thought he'd be a good hire for the Cowboys because he could work with Dak. Uh, he has a history actually uh, with Dak because I believe going back to Mississippi State. At uh, that time. So, anyway, I think they, they, they're not going to miss the offensive coordinator so much. I do wonder about the defense, but Jonathan Gannon, honestly, his Super Bowl game plan was upsetting. So, <laughs> uh, maybe they'll find an upgrade there at, uh, on defense, too. I'll go with the Eagles, even though you haven't had a you know, consecutive division winner since, um, since 2003-04. It was the Eagles, actually. Yeah. So, I'll go with the Eagles to – be the, 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 the team to do it since they were the last team to do it in that division. And I will say I do think the Cowboys are a playoff team. I just don't think they're going to win the division. It'll be very similar to last year. They could win double digits, 10, 11, 12 games. But I think the Eagles are the class of the division and maybe the class of the conference. Ty, who you got? Is there any, any doubt? Do we know where we're going here? Yeah, we're going with the Cowboys. Remember, people, he also picked the Jets in Cleveland to win their division. So Hey, listen. <laughs> it, I took some he chalk. He takes the underdogs. I like I, he I takes took, the underdogs. I, I Dallas can win this division. I just think I'm a big believer. I know he's a Sooner, but I'm a big believer in Jalen Hurts. I think his uh, and the weapons that they have around him have improved, I believe, with uh, the acquisition of DeAndre Swift at running back to go with the backs they already have. the best lines of scrimmage in the league. And the best lines of scrimmage the best in the lines league. of scrimmage in the league. That's all you need to do. Best lines of scrimmage in the league and a quarterback that was in the MVP discussion last year. Before he got hurt. And they bring back all those pass rushers except for one, right? Yeah. And all those uh, pass rushers. And, and defensive tackle that went to the 49ers. Yeah, there you go. Judge Javon Hargrave. Hargrave. Yeah. yeah, that's it. As a free agent. And they, by the way, they drafted like they've drafted back to back D tackles right in the draft. Jalen Carter might have been the best <laughs> talent in the draft. They got a ninth. So they're good. They're they good. Drafted... They got Jordan Davis too before that, right? Yeah, yeah. So they're good. They're yeah, good. <laughs> Look, I think the Cowboys and the Eagles are among the, the three best teams in the conference. Unfortunately, they're in the same division, and I'm going to take the Eagles. Tell the Cowboys, show me that Dak Prescott can, as you say, win on the road, win against good teams, head to head. I'm going to take the Eagles because I think Jalen Hurts can. Uh, all right, we'll come back. Uh, we will hit some uh, some bullish or BS in the NFL. Also, as we said, Travis Ryer from On3 Sports will help us preview Texas and Alabama. He covers the Crimson side on the daily. Uh, we'll get that coming up as well. And in the, uh, the 8 o'clock hour, we'll also hit the AFC uh, – North and then the South and the West as well as the show goes on. Get you our NFL previews as the season begins tonight. Bullish or BS brought to you by the Austin Gamblers. Indeed, bullish or BS. We are certainly putting that out there today. We're bullish on which teams to win each division in the NFL. By the end of the show, we'll have our Super Bowl picks. Feeling good about yours this year, Rod? You feeling good about your Super Bowl? It's the hardest. I mean, uh, well, no, it's not because Kansas City's going to be in there. <laughs> <laughs> it's actually pretty boring. <laughs> it should be for everybody. If you're picking anybody other than Kansas City to get to the Super Bowl in the AFC, then you're trying you're probably to doing it. Yeah, you're doing it wrong. <laughs> That's me. I mean, sorry, sorry to spoil it for you. Yeah. It's not right. It's not a lot of drama with that. In NFC will be interesting, but the AFC is not interesting. 
Speaking of uh, the Bull, the Austin Gamblers, after the week off, uh, weekend off, they're going to Oklahoma City this weekend, Rod. Oklahoma City with that 12 and run record in the PBR oh, yeah. team bull riding team mm-hmm. series are 12 and one. They dominated here on their home home dirt a couple of weeks ago, and now they're in OKC uh, this weekend. So good luck to uh, the the team as they head that, head that way. We've got uh, the headlines coming up top of the hour, including the Astros continuing to just pummel the Texas Rangers, a historic three-game series that uh, may signal the end of the Rangers run. But we'll see. There's still a lot of baseball to go. But, man, that was not um, good pitching mm. by the Rangers. And the Astros just got the bats going, to say the least. Uh, also, we'll hear uh, Jerry Hamilton weighing in on the, long, the latest Longhorn football commitment. Longhorns did get a commitment yesterday. Uh, there's a family tie to it for sure. Uh, we'll have that for you coming up. And Travis Ryer is going to join us. He covers Alabama for BamaOnline.com. Alabama. And he's covered them since 2003, Rod. So he's covered the entirety of the Nick Saban dynasty. Where does this team rank in his mind as far as talent? And uh, what does he think of the game on Saturday? We will ask Travis Ryer those questions coming up. But uh, bullish or BS? Ty, what do you have for us, my friend? Are you? Um, do you think it's bullish or BS that the Washington Commanders will make the playoffs this year? BS. BS. <laughs> I don't know. Sam Howell. People, people, you've been sleeping on him all summer. I'm not a big Sam Howell guy. You didn't even I think he'd be the starter. I, I am surprised at that. They have a talented defense. They, they do they, have a good defense. They, they, they did that not play very I, well last year, but you know the talent's still there. That's, that was back when I thought they should make a run at Lamar Jackson, but obviously no one made a run at Lamar Jackson. He signed with the Ravens. Crickets. Crickets. <laughs> I thought when the new ownership came in, they might try to make a splash. And go, go grab Lamar Jackson, nope. but that, that deal was done on draft night. Uh, so uh, I know Eric Bieniemy not there now. New offense. Yeah, that's going to be interesting. That's why I do want to watch. Uh, I want to watch Washington because Eric Bieniemy. He, he this is ha- this has to work for him. Yeah. If if this offense looks inept, if it looks like it's you know an underwhelming offense, then he's going to get no credit for all the work he put in with the Kansas City Chiefs. Everybody's going to go see. Told you it was well, he, all. He doesn't injury. already. He already doesn't get any credit. For he does. I'm saying like he, but it, it's going to get even worse. But if it, he does well, if he does well, he'll get more credit. Right. He'll get. So it's why it's all on the line for him this year. If he does, that offense looks good. People go like, oh man, actually he did contribute. If it doesn't, either way, it'll be too 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 extreme uh, in terms of the perception of it. But my point is that's how much of a you know an indictment it will be on him if this offense doesn't look good. But. They like Sam Howell, and you do too, Ty. Yeah. Well, look, I mean, this is the NFL, right? I mean, look, go back to the 99 Rams were off a 4-12 and season and went and won the Super Bowl. The, the 21 Bengals were ranked 29th to start the season and made it to the Super Bowl. Uh, the Eagles in 2017 were an afterthought but one that went to the Super Bowl. Who's your bullish team, Rod, that no one's talking about? Because I know we Chiefs are chalk. Is there a team that uh, no one's talking about you think that could be the surprise team of 2023? Who are you bullish Wow. To make, to make the Super Bowl? Or at least contend. Become a contender out of nowhere. Man, out of nowhere. That is a great question. I Honestly, if I'm going to say contender out of nowhere, if they're if they going to win a division, can they say they come out of nowhere? Can the Jacksonville Jaguars be a team that comes out of nowhere? Uh, They're, they're kind of yeah, they, they, known, right? They're Everybody a known knows commodity. Them. I would say a team that didn't make the playoffs last year that all of a sudden is a contender. Uh, you know, Ty's already said the Jets and the Cleveland Browns. That's not out of nowhere, though, because everybody's expecting them to make a big move. Cleveland would be, no one's expecting that. Cleveland is a team. That's mine. That's a good one. Cleveland's a good one. Atlanta would be a good one. Atlanta would be John. Atlanta would be a good one. Desmond Ritter's really good, and their defense. Atlanta. They address their defense and free agency in Atlanta quite a bit. That'd be one of those. Atlanta's one of those. 
could be nasty what like about that. New Orleans, if Derek Carr's really good with a good defense and they've got Alvin Kamara, they've got uh, Michael Thomas back healthy with Chris Olave. That's the best defense he's ever played with. Yeah, and no uh, doubt. And that division with Carolina, Atlanta, Tampa Bay, winnable, put New Orleans out there as a team that all of a sudden, hey, where did they come from? Uh, we'll Texas see. says Detroit is that team for everybody. Yeah, they trended so well to end the year that people aren't considering them, but they didn't make the playoffs. And bring the Lions, baby. Bring yeah. those Lions, the Motor City Kitties. We're coming back.